Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is May 9th. Today is the first day of this week's Come Follow Me block, which is Doctrine and Covenants sections 49 and 50. So only two sections this week, but they are so filled with beautiful doctrines, and I'm excited to study them with you this week. Before we jump into any verses, I want to talk a little bit about the history of this section. And actually, teaching about the history of the section, I'm going to jump ahead to verse 4, and then we'll go back to verse 2. So I'm going to read a little bit out of order, but it's so that we can talk about history first, and then get to the meat, the doctrine, second. So this section, section 49, was given to a man named Lehman Copley. Now, Lehman was a convert from the Shaker faith. Fun fact, I had no idea until I started studying this. The name Shaker is to their religion as the name Mormon is to ours. The name of their religion is actually the United Society of Believers in Christ's Second Appearing. But they were given the nickname of Shakers because in their worship they sing and they'll shake their bodies while they're singing and then they'll dance and they'll clap. And so because of that, someone witnessed their worship and decided to nickname them Shakers. But that's not actually the name of their religion, which was fascinating. I had no idea. But that's not the point. (laughs) The point is this man, Lehman, had been converted to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. However, he still held on to some of his old beliefs and some of his old doctrines. I don't think most of us who were born and raised in the church can understand how difficult it is for a convert of the church to completely drop or to set aside everything that they had believed their entire life. I remember on my mission, we converted a family who had been Catholic, and after their baptism, he continued to wear his cross. There were some members of that ward who were really upset about the fact that this convert was still wearing his cross necklace. They wanted us to talk to him and to explain that we don't do that. And in my head, I thought, you know, his entire life, the cross has acted as an outward symbol of his faith in Jesus Christ. And whereas in the church, we don't necessarily believe in wearing crosses because we like to worship the living Christ, it was my thought that it didn't hurt anything. It was just a piece of his faith. And yes, it may have been part of a tradition that he previously had, but it wasn't affecting his faith in the restored gospel of Jesus Christ, so we didn't mention it. I don't know if that was the right thing or the wrong thing, but I think it's important to remember what Elder Uchtdorf teaches us, especially when we're talking about converts to the church, people who come from different backgrounds as us. Elder Uchtdorf said, We seek for truth wherever we might find it. In fact, President Hinckley, when he was in a meeting in Kenya in 1998, said, Let me say that we appreciate the truth in all churches and the good which they do. We say to the people, in effect, you bring with you all the good that you have, and then let us see if we can add to it. That is the spirit of this work. That is the essence of our missionary service. So we believe in adding to truth. We believe in finding truth wherever we can. However, it is important to recognize that here, Lehman wasn't just carrying with him old traditions or old truth. The doctrine that he brought with him was contrary to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Shakers believed that Christ's second coming had already happened and that Christ had come again to the earth as a woman. They believed in celibacy. They didn't believe in marriage. 
Some shakers didn't believe in eating meat. And the shakers didn't believe in ordinances of the gospel. They didn't believe in baptism. And so this section was given to help clarify the truth and the true doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ. In fact, this section is going to go through and piece by piece correct these false doctrines of the Shaker religion. And in this section, Sidney Rigdon, Parley P. Pratt, and Lehman Copley were called to go on a mission and to preach to the Shaker people, to teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now it's interesting, in verse 4 it says, And my servant Lehman shall be ordained unto this work, that he may reason with them, not according to that which he has received of them, but according to that which shall be taught him by you, my servants. And by so doing, I will bless him, otherwise he shall not prosper. So I think that this is really, really interesting. The Lord is saying, okay, Lehman, I want you to go out and I want you to teach these people. I want you to reason with them, but I don't want you to teach them the doctrines that you received from them. I want you to teach them the true doctrines that will be taught you. And that is exactly what they did. They were invited to a Shaker meeting and Parley P. Pratt told them that they had come with the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ and that they must hear the revelation. And then at the end of the meeting, Sidney Rigdon gets up and he reads to them verbatim this entire section of revelation. Now keep in mind, this section is point by point teaching the opposite of what they believe. Point by point, it is showing the fallacies in their doctrine. And so they were not well received, (laughs) as you can imagine, but they did what they were asked to do. They did what they were commanded to do. So let's take a look at one piece of doctrine that I absolutely love here in this section. Again, if you'll remember, these three men are being commanded to go out and to preach to the shakers. And verse two says, behold, I say unto you that they, meaning the shakers, desire to know the truth in part, but not all, for they are not right before me and must needs repent. I absolutely love that phrase. They desire to know the truth, but not all. I feel like that is a very dangerous mindset to have as a member of the church to want to pick and choose what beliefs that you'll accept. The gospel of Jesus Christ doesn't work like that. Elder Maxwell once said, if mortals accept only part of Jesus's glorious gospel, their deprivation and suffering are self-imposed. Yet God would have all mortals enjoy a fullness of fact as well as happiness. I love that phrase, a fullness of fact. And that's what we as members of the church have to constantly be seeking, a fullness of fact, all of it. Elder Glenn L. Pace said in 1989, so several years ago, but it's so relevant to what we're experiencing now in our lives. He said, there are some of our members who practice selective obedience. A prophet is not one who displays a smorgasbord of truth from which we are free to pick and choose. However, some members become critical and suggest that the prophet should change the menu. A prophet doesn't take a poll to see which way the wind of public opinion is blowing. He reveals the will of the Lord to us. The world is full of deteriorating churches who have succumbed to public opinion and have become more dedicated to tickling the ears of their members than obeying the laws of God. In 1831, some converts wanted to bring a few of their previous beliefs into the church with them. Our problem today is with members who seem very vulnerable to the trends in society and the pointing fingers which attend them. 
and want the church to change its position to accommodate them. The doctrinal grass on the other side of the fence looks very green to them. The Lord's counsel in 1831 is relevant today. Behold, I say unto you, that they desire to know the truth in part, but not all. For they are not right before me and must needs repent. We need to accept the full truth, even all of it. Put on the whole armor of God and get to work building up the kingdom. My friends, I testify that in the church is found the fullness of truth, the fullness of the everlasting gospel. And it's not trail mix. We can't pick and choose what pieces we like and leave all the raisins for everyone else. The gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness is true. The gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness has been restored. And the gospel of Jesus Christ in its fullness has the power to change us and help us return to our Father in Heaven again someday. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 